the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. greatest albums of all time it holds up pretty well well this sounds songs sound a little aged a little bit anyway (laughs) got an email from kurt kevin this is a pretty funny email just the title makes me laugh gold is the snuggie of investments it's sold on late night tv it looks really appealing but once you buy it you feel kind of stupid it's the snuggie which, for the record, has to be one of the greatest infomercials of all time. Where, hey, don't you want to watch TV like this? Old blankets just don't work. So they've come up with a, a blanket that has arms, sleeves, that you can put your arms in. We are such a lazy nation that you can't wrap a blanket around yourself or, heck, put on a sweater. And now they've got sexy new um, Snuggies. And these Snuggies are in leopard prints. <laughs> and they got Snuggies for pets. We are the world's uh, – what other infomercials – I mean, seriously. I'm starting to get worked up, and I shouldn't get worked up. There's an infomercial out there for electric scissors. Where do you find yourself in the day where you can't go, you know, snip, snip, snip? When can't you muster up that kind of energy where you're like, oh, like right now. Listen, 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 listen. I just pulled out an article on on pets, and I'm going to do an article probably the next couple of days on on pet insurance. So I go like this, and I'm done. I don't need electric scissors. It's not like in the next hour I got to get to the gym. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to clip so many articles out of the newspaper. I need some electric scissors. There's a candle snuffer infomercial. I can't make this up. I can't make this up. Some inventor out there is like, you know what we need? We as a nation no longer have time to do this. So I'm going to come up with a candle snuffer. That's where we're at as a nation. We are always trying to invent things that we just don't need. Who, who's who got such bad lung capacity that they can't go and blow out a candle? But yeah, we got a candle snuffer. We got electric scissors and we got the Snuggie. Now, you know what I like is the Chia Pet. I think Chia Pets are cool. I think they're kind of retro cool. Although I I will say I am slightly offended at the Obama Chia Pet, where you can kind of grow a big afro on Obama. To me, that kind of feels disrespectful to the president. I grew up in a family where if you didn't like the president, you didn't say it out loud. You respected the president, whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. And to me, to see a Chia Obama, it's kind kind of offensive to me. 
Anyway, let's talk technology because it's my favorite thing to do. I come from a background as a tech analyst. I love technology. I grew up in it. I wanted to move to California and live in Silicon Valley long before I knew anything uh, about California, Northern California. I wanted to be immersed in tech. I'm convinced that robots are going to take over the world and we're making technology too smart. And it's going to be Mr. Roboto who, who takes us all down. Anyway, Oppenheimer today says they've done some recent checks on Apple in the forthcoming tablet. It appears that Apple's going to begin ramping production in earnest in February, implying that the tablet will launch in late March or April. Checks also suggest the tablet's display is going to be about 10 inches. Um, it's going to be an LCD screen, not an organic LED screen, as some people have suggested. Contacts in the U.S. indicate Apple's been actively reaching out to book publishers with a very attractive proposal for distributing their books on a forthcoming ebook platform. Now, the firm notes that they've not updated their model to reflect the tablet, but they could easily add another 50 to 75 cents to earnings potential in 2010. That's why you own Apple. Because next year, they're going to get more revenue from a new product. Apple, at one point in time, was a kind of a one-trick pony. They sold computers. And then they said, you know what? Let's sell notebooks. Two-trick pony. And then you said, you know what? Let's sell iPods. Three-trick pony iPhones, four-trick pony. Tablets, five-trick pony. Music, downloads, six-trick pony. So you always look for ways of incrementing incremental revenue gains. They're going to earn more next year because they have a whole new product to sell into. Now, Piper Jaffray, they talked about Apple today. They said the stocks dropped 8% in the last tra- 10 trading days, but they're not concerned. Gene Munster, which if you had the last name Munster, you ain't getting a hot woman to marry you. It ain't going to happen. No woman says, I want to become a Munster. Gene Munster of Piper Jaffray said Apple typically outperforms in the last four months of the year, up 43%. So September, October, November, December. And it underperforms in the first four months of the year, up just 2%. This year, he said investors are just taking their typical sell-off a little early so they can capitalize on the strong gains of this year. In past years, it's been driven by the December anticipation of Apple's participation in Macworld Conference. Company's 2009 appearance was its last. Munster said he remains confident that the December quarter is going to provide upside, driven by Mac. He's reassuring investors, and he says, don't get spooked. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Cisco, another tech company. They hosted their annual analyst conference. Fairly upbeat with consistent uh, recent October quarter. Cisco reiterated what they said. IT spending hit a bottom in May. They've seen an inflection point. They've seen demand trends picking up. Cisco is becoming more of a systems company. They're becoming more like an HP, an IBM, a Dell, or an Apple. When asked about the smartphone space, they said Research in Motion and Palm are potential acquisitions. CEO John Chambers said that he views Apple, Research in Motion, and Palm as partners and driving more network to the traffic. Now, he basically walked away from industry consolidation, getting bigger and bigger and move up vertically integrated business models with stacks of hardware, software, and services. It would be interesting to see uh, Cisco go after Palm or Research in Motion. Again, playing more into the network. Microsoft today. In the final tech store that I got for today. Actually, I got two more, but... Well, here's a quickie. Interruptus Stockus Talkus. Interruptus Stockus Talkus. I like that. Here's a quickie. Um... (laughs) HP CFO says definitely see an uptick in demand for printers. You know, interrupt coitus. 
interrupt us, talk us, talk us. Um, Microsoft. So HP says, we're seeing demand in printers. Now, Microsoft has made progress with Internet business, and it's largely a positive. They met with analysts recently talking about it. Um, if you take a look, they've got a search share gain. Bing is doing well for them. They got the second highest year-over-year growth of queries in two years. They got the second highest sequential growth amongst top search engines. Very good traction for Bing cashback, where sites get cash from them. They've got a product ranking feature if Bing in Bing shopping. Commercial launch of Windows Azure. They got Office 2010 coming in public beta. They got a partnership with eBay. They got new cloud services. They got Facebook and Twitter integration into Xbox Live. Microsoft and Yahoo have a search agreement as well. So there's some things that you like. Now, here's some things that you don't like about Microsoft. I just gave you nine, ten that you like. Here's a couple that you don't like. is CFO transition. They got decline of traffic to social properties. And former MSN executive is now joining Google. I build cases. I don't want to be right. I build cases. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Don and Marin. Don, how are you? Good morning, Rob. Hey, um, do you know of that 1938 or 1940 law that virtually guarantees dividends paid back by companies that, that I don't know if they lined up with, uh, say, company and stockholders or whichever? My son found two of them that do turn back a lot of their profits to, you know, avoid taxes. And it's, it's paid for his uh, schooling so far and, uh, you know, rent and such and such and books. And I'm wondering if you know of the law, can you explain it? And do you know of any other companies that also do this? The two he's talking about is ARCC. And uh, the other one is A-I-N-V. What can you tell me? Um, sure. You can be set up as a trust. And with a trust, you don't pay capital, you don't pay income taxes as long as you distribute those assets, the profits, uh, a set amount to shareholders. Um, now, as far as Aries Capital goes, and again, give me a second here to kind of catch up on where you want it. I don't know if he found it in their bylaws or hidden away somewhere, but it's funny it doesn't get out more like this to the public through other companies that may also do it. I've been talking about investing in trust for years, so I I think it's pretty common knowledge. You can invest in an oil trust, for instance, uh, Don, and thanks for the call. Yeah. If I strike it rich and I hit this huge oil find in the mountains of Marin, I can move that asset from a corporation, put it into a trust. I won't pay income taxes. I won't pay taxes, but I have to distribute part of that oil. I have to sell it on a regular basis and distribute that with shareholders. It goes back, I believe, to the 1960s. And for instance, there's what are called real estate investment trusts. And a real estate investment trust is, I'm in, uh, sitting in Clear Channel right now. And Clear Channel may said, we don't want to buy that building. We just want to lease it. We want to lease it from a real estate investment trust known as um, Bay Area Properties. And you could go buy Bay Area Properties, and Bay Area Properties collects the rent. They do the management. They make sure the sidewalk's clean and fixed and things along those lines. And Clear Channel pays them some money. Now, because they're a trust and they don't pay corporate taxes, they have to distribute legally 90% of their profits to shareholders. In my mind, this was done back in the 1960s in large part 
um, in large part because wealthy white people who bought stocks in the 1960s, wealthy white people. So Congress kind of set up a situation to help other wealthy white people who are electing them to diversify their real estate. For instance, I don't want to own a commercial property in New York. I want to own some commercial property in New York, San Francisco, and Boston, and that's why the REITs were set up. I'm going to take a break here, but when I come back, I'll talk a little bit about one that you talked about. You brought up AINV, which is an apartment real estate investment trust. And again, they don't pay their taxes, but they have to legally distribute 90% of their quarterly profits out. That's kind of the whole idea there. Um, it's not a secret. It's pretty well known. Um, you can invest in trusts which own oil, or you can invest in trusts that own real estate. You can invest in trusts um, that you know are, are money management firms. There, there's there's different ways you can invest in trusts. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. You want to keep warm when you're feeling chilled, but you don't want to raise your heating bill. Blankets are okay, but they can slip and slide. And when you need to reach for something, your hands are trapped inside. Now, there's the Snuggie, the blanket that has sleeves. The Snuggie keeps you totally warm and gives you the freedom to use your hands. So now, you can work the remote or read a book in total warmth and comfort. Use your laptop without being cold or enjoy a snack while staying snuggly warm. Snuggie is made of ultra-soft, thick, luxurious fleece with oversized sleeves so you can move your arms and use your hands and still be wrapped in warmth. Super. spoke with the last caller. I thought he was going to talk about a uh, real estate trust when he said AINV, but that's not apartments. Uh, that's not an apartment REIT. Uh, it's a company that does mezzanine loans and capital uh, loans, equity capital, mezzanine, senior unsecured debt. So basically, they do transactions. The company needs money. This company will help fund them um, in exchange for shares. Specialized in subordinated debt and equity capital investments. There's risk, though. I mean, you know, just because you get a 10% dividend yield does not make it safe in any way, shape, or form. If you take a look at the last five years on this company, for instance, you'll see that it went from $20 a share all the way down to, good golly, about $2 a share, and it recovered from $2 up to $10. And yeah, it has a nice dividend, but I would be very careful. Your principal is at risk. Anytime the dividend's over 6%, anytime it's over 6%, your principal's going to be at risk. Not always, but more often than not. Mentioned Lonnie called in. Lonnie's been trying to call the show for a week. Lonnie is a person who called in to tell Heidi that I say the phone number too fast. Heidi's my producer. She's a gem. She's top notch. She's aces. She's bananas. She's Cracker Jack. She's you know, all good stuff. But someone just called in to say that I give the number too fast. Isn't that just tell you where our society is? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Of course I talk fast. Eight zero zero three four. Got an email from Ron. He says, your show is fantastic. I wish I knew about it when I was younger so I could have made better decisions. Anyway, I noticed the live stream on 910. We have a website, talk910.com, talk910.com, where you can listen to the show or you can get a podcast of the show. Very soon, I'm going to start updating the Super Secret Not So Secret podcast again. Not today, but very, very soon. And He goes on to say, I assume that Heidi's back and we're looking at her. 
I was thinking how funny it would be if she would turn around real fast and make a funny face or gesture. Ron, you took the time to email me that you think it would be funny for someone to make a funny face? What's wrong with America? I'll tell you what's wrong with America. They're taking the sugar away from our sugary cereals. And I don't like it. I don't like it in any way, shape, or form. General Mills today, publicly traded company. They're the maker of Lucky Charms, Tricks, and Cocoa Puffs. They said today they plan to reduce the amount of sugar in cereals that it's marketed towards children. The move comes as many food companies alter their products and face growing scrutiny from consumers, regulators, and health groups. General Mills said they're going to cut the sugar in 10 of their cereals to single-digit grams of sugar per serving. It did not provide a timeline for reaching this goal, but it builds on reductions the company rolled out two years ago. The sugar in cocoa puffs, for instance, could drop at least 25% from its original level and 18% from its current level, which is currently 11 grams of sugar. That's a crazy amount of sugar. You wonder why your kids have AD&D? AD&D? <laughs> That's right. They're attention Dungeons and Dragons disorders. <laughs> they go around not, not quite focusing on if they're, they're a, a bard or a fighter or a paladin. They don't know. They play Dungeons and Dragons and they're, they're confused. So General Mills, based in Minneapolis, said the updated products will start to roll out next year. Now, a couple things I can say about this. First and foremost, I was a jerk of a kid. I had four brothers, four older brothers. So when Lucky Charms would come into our house, I'd eat all the marshmallows. Gone. There would be nothing but the cereal. I'd eat all the marshmallows because that made me happy. Now, tricks, I never liked. To me, that was like a, a faux. It's like Fig Newtons. Fig Newtons aren't cookies. Fig Newtons are cookies for old people who are dying, who've got problem pooping. Cocoa Puffs, on the other hand, now that's a rock and roll sugar jack up, right? I love Cocoa Puffs. But you know the commercials where the kids would never let the rabbit get the, get the cereal? I hated those kids. Puff, puff, Cocoa Puffs. I think Cocoa Puffs also, the kids wouldn't let them have it. He'd go, tricks, the, the kids wouldn't let the rabbit get the cereal. Most of these cereals, some kind of creature wants to eat his own damn cereal and, and kids won't let them. Kids are bullies and we get message that it's okay to, to withhold from our, our animals. And I think that's a bad message to send. For instance... My personal opinion, I would have liked to see the Roadrunner catch. I, I would like to see the Coyote catch the, the Roadrunner. I would like to see the Coyote sue Acme for all the things that wouldn't work, although he never read the direction, so he probably was liable anyway. But long story short, I thought some of these cartoons were just mean. And some of these kids withholding uh, you know, tricks for, from the rabbit, they're just mean, jerky kids. All the rabbit wants is some cereal. Give him some cereal. He's hungry. And today, Americans, you know, they, they keep saying Americans should drive smaller cars. We can't drive smaller cars because our kids are as fat as Oompa Loompas. You can't strap a fat, bloated, weeble kid into a Honda Civic. You need a big SUV to strap them in. All because of Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs makes us fat. So our Oompa Loompa kids need big cars. Let's get a Bud and Marin. Bud? Yes, sir. Uh, mine's a Social Security question. And first of all, thank you for slowing down on the number. I finally wrote it all down. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to put you in the Darwinian wood chipper. Well, I'm old. I know. I'm 65. I I didn't take Social Security. Okay. No work, and I'm making about fifty thousand a year. Sure. Social Security says come back next year. Or my accountant says I don't know, and my lawyer says don't take it till you're seventy. What in the hell am I supposed to do? I believe in taking it as soon as possible. Okay. For most people, uh, my dad died before he was sixty years old. I'm taking it the moment I get it. Um, if I'm anything like my dad, I'll die when I'm 62, 63, 64 years old. Um, 
if your parents lived to age 100 and were relatively healthy, you, you delay because you get a little bit bigger of a payout. Some experts out there say absolutely take it instantly because the money that you're taking now, you could invest. If you don't have to spend it, you can save it. And you can get a, a rate of return, which is going to be better than the rate that you're going to get for delaying where you get a slightly higher payout. There's no right answer, bud, but th- know that there is, you know, examples of look at your parents. How long did they live? How were they health-wise? How are you health-wise? Like if you've had... To- I'm, I'm very poor. Uh, I've had bypass surgery and maybe four heart attacks. Yeah, I'd take it. You know, bud, you're probably not... I'm, I'm going to be honest when I say this. You've probably got another five, maybe ten years left. Yeah, but I was thinking if I didn't take it, I'd live longer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's not true. Um, anyway, I love your show. You're very kind, bud. And I, here's a question for you. Sometimes I'm downright mean and nasty to old people, saying that you don't pay income taxes. I hate you for your Prop 13 exemptions. Why do you listen? Don't I, don't I turn you off? No, no, you don't turn me off because I don't care. I yeah, I vote. I would if it, if Prop 13 was on the ballot today, I'd I'd vote for it in an instant because the government isn't getting the money, and I'm still working and I'm paying taxes. Okay. And I didn't take my Social Security. And if things work out for the government, and I wait till I'm 70, I'll probably die the day before I take it. Yeah. I hear you. The government you. got to keep it all. So I, I dig you, bud. You're a good guy. And I also have a lot of money, so I wasn't too worried about it. But I was just thinking that Ooh, I waste it. How much money do you have? I live in Marin. Okay, so it's real estate that's gone up for you. No, no, I, I, no, I, actually, I actually live in a mobile home in Marin. Okay. It's worth uh, about three hundred thousand bucks, but it, it's also forty years old. So the mobile I have worth... a, a million in in just cash, cash. Wow, you've done well for yourself in, in, in the stock market and in in California bond, tax free bonds, and federal tax free bonds. Good for you, bud. Congratulations. Yeah, well, I'm cheap too. You've got fu money where you don't have to you don't have to listen to people. So thanks yeah, for well, thanks for listening, bud. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred. Three four five five six three nine. It's Rob Black Show. Nine ten a.m. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. To get your calls in there, it's Rob Black Show. Nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Right about now, I'm hitting the wall. I'm running out of energy. I'm falling. I'm slipping. I'm still angry that Clear Channel didn't invite me to the Christmas party. I make money for this this network and this station. I, I'm a money maker. Not invited to the Christmas party. Must have slipped their minds. So, I don't know. I'm not really all that upset. I just got to pretend to be upset. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Should I be mad or should I not be mad? How much booze was there yesterday, Heidi? This will be an indicator of low to moderate booze. They did it from four to seven, which is kind of lame. Um, they did it at the Hard Rock Cafe on the pier. Um, anyone get drunk? Anyone get sloshy? Any any people making out that should be making out? Not a crazy Christmas party I'm hearing. 
Um, my TV station, we don't do Christmas parties. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say is we don't do Christmas parties. Tiger Woods. I'm not going to talk a lot about Tiger Woods. I'm not. I will say if you look at his corporate sponsors as stocks, it's intriguing. Some of the companies that he endorses and sponsors, they sponsor him, he endorses them. AT&T, Accenture, Berkshire Hathaway Electronic Arts, Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, Nike, PepsiCo, and Procter & Gamble. Now, if you take a look at those nine companies and you compare them to the stock market since November 27th, what was November 27th? That was the big night. That was Tiger's bad night. Stock market's down about 1.7%. His stocks are down about 1.2%. That's pretty intriguing, right? So there's a, a mutual fund out there that invests in the sponsors of what is the um, people that go around the racetrack, NASCAR. So there's a NASCAR sponsor mutual fund index. And the basic idea is, is that NASCAR is good, wholesome, country boy uh, entertainment. It's the most attended sports in America. Car racing, number one. Who would have thought? Now, with that said, if you take a look like Tide, you know, you can probably tie the Tide car to Procter & Gamble. It's a pretty safe way to invest. Because they're not going to be putting, you know, Rick's Cabaret and Intel all over the all over these. Well, maybe Intel. That's a bad example. I'm not bashing Intel. They're not going to be putting high-risk stocks on the name of a car because they don't got that kind of money to be a sponsor of a, a very expensive sport to operate and to run. Anyway, long story short, there is an... There's something to be said about that. If you were to invest in the companies that sponsor NASCAR, these are well-run big companies. Let's talk about green jobs. I almost already hate the phrase green job. I don't know about you, but I'm already tired of it. The whole green thing is just bah. Anyway, there's a new report out today that suggests the green business is good in the state of California. Green is good for the golden state. Number of companies up 45%. Now, the data is going to be released technically tomorrow, but the big news is that while jobs grew just 13% in the state from 1995 to 2008, green jobs jumped 36%. And even during the slow economy from 2007 to 08, green jobs inched up 5%. Now, what's interesting to note is service-related positions make up 45% of all green jobs. Manufacturing jobs take up about 21%. Half of them in energy efficiency, another half in energy generation. Employment in the energy generation, it's expanded about 10,000 jobs or 61% from 1995 to 2008. A lot of the green jobs represent jobs that were already there. Electricians, carpenters, supply chain managers. So this isn't crazy, right? Now the median annual income, it runs from 21,000 to more than 130,000. So green jobs differ like golden clay. The Sacramento area led green job growth with an 87% jump. San Diego up 57%. San Francisco up 51%. Orange County and the Inland Empire up 50%. The Inland Empire. You know what I would think of that? Not much. So, um, Service-based green jobs, such as environmental consulting, make up 45% of green employment. Manufacturing... Uh, accounts for another 21%. The industry is still too small to drag the state out of a recession, but starting to nudge a little economic, economic job slump, you know, moving it in the right direction. 
So anyway, green jobs in the news. PepsiCo. Now, again, this isn't Pepsi tied towards Tiger Woods. This is PepsiCo tied towards Kettle Foods. You're seeing a lot of mergers and acquisitions in consumer products. You know, it's tough to invent a new product. The the Kettle brand potato chip, it's better than any other Kettle brand chip, right? We know that. We walk into a 7-Eleven, we walk into a service store, and we go, ooh, Kettle chips. That's going to clog my heart, but <laughs> why the hell not? So Kettle Foods is a company out of Oregon, and they make gourmet potato chips, tortilla chips, and other snacks. Now, Pepsi's smelling around cattle because they want to buy them. They want to pick up some of that shelving space. When I go into my Safeway or when I go into my uh, 7-Eleven, part of the shelf space is dedicated to the Kettle brand. You know, you've probably seen the Kettle New York Cheddar, big yellow bag. So part of the shelf space, Pepsi wants shelf space. Pepsi's product, but really what, what it is, is when you walk into a grocery store, you could probably divvy up a grocery store into five major companies. They got massive market share, whether it be Nestle, whether it be Kraft, whether it be Pepsi. Coca-Cola, not so much. Coca-Cola is not as diversified as Pepsi is. I don't know. To me, that's I look at grocery stores as, you know, Monopoly board. And when you go up and down an aisle, Pepsi wants, you know, when you just stop for a chip, they want you to go with uh, Doritos or with kettle chips. You're going to go with one or the other. Other chips just aren't as good, right? So you're going to go with one or the other. Anyway, I'm losing energy. Must stay awake. Must not fall asleep. Home values in the Bay Area and the nation continue to sink, but they're no longer plummeting. Homes in the nine-county Bay Area lost $38 billion in the first month of the year. No, 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 the first 11 months of the year. That's just down 3% year over year. So it has slowed. Gargantuan, $38 billion. But the year before, you know what we lost? $233 billion. And that was a 15.7% drop. So people are starting to look at, hey, maybe we get sideways at some point. And sideways isn't down. The median value of a home in the United States is $190,000. Back to the levels of where we were in 2004. I think we can go all the way back to 2002 levels in real estate. Because from 2002 to 2006, we got crazy. So we're just back to the 2004 levels. And nationwide, homes lost $489 billion last year for the first 11 months of this year. But last year, we lost $3.6 trillion in home values. Now, you know why I throw this out there? Taxes. Property taxes. The nation is getting murder-related. state of California is getting murder-related because some of the expensive homes that still have expensive value, they've been bought 20, 30, 40 years ago in Prop 13, and they're not paying their fair share compared to somebody who bought two, three years ago. They're paying a top tax rate. Several barrier counties were in flat or positive territory for the year. For instance, San Francisco has only lost $197 million in value, but that's only down one-tenth of a percent. Napa, up 2.4% in home values year over year. San Mateo County is just down 1.3%. So it's better, and it seems to be heading in the right direction. But we're not out of it yet. Please don't think we're out of it yet. Get your calls in the air for tomorrow. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Something else I want to talk about with 2010. I think utilities underappreciated. I think they're a big play in 2010. 
I think energy is a play of weakness, not of strength. But utilities is a play of strength, not of weakness. So regulated versus unregulated uh, utilities. Some of the names that I like in the world of utilities. Exelon, ticker symbol EXC. EXC, and right now, Excel Energy, ticker symbol XEL. XEL. And our good old very own Con Edison on the East Coast. Con Edison's a good utility company. PG&E, very defensive name. Very defensive name. If you want to own PCG and uh, own some of the electricity fortunes in your own backyard. The Rob Black Show. You can find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com. I do the show five days a week from 10 to noon. Tell friends about it. I want to take over the three to seven time slot. I don't think that's going to happen, but I want it. I would love to do a drive time show. Love, love, love it. But then again, I wasn't invited to the Christmas party, so that tells you what they think of me. They'll put me in the armpit at 10 to noon. It's the armpit of radio. I'm competing against Rush Limbaugh, and I'm beating him. It's a good armpit to be in, but it's tough. Stinks in here. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.